0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm here with a special guest uh, once again, Brandon Lindham Jeffries. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You're always your soft intro your little pause, and then <laughs> thank thanks for having me. That's great. All right, so let's jump right into this. Uh, we're going to give some opening remarks, each of us, about the conclusion of the Euro 2021. It's been a couple weeks. I probably should have done an episode a couple days after, but you know, I like to let the dust settle a little bit, you know, let everyone else get their remarks out, because a lot of people make irrational uh, conclusions about uh, how they felt about the Euro, and obviously being an England fan and my team lost and did not beat Italy. It, you know, It was quite hurtful, but I wanted to make sure my thoughts settled on how I felt about it, especially with the coaching, the players that were put on the pitch, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Brandon, I guess we'll just jump right into it. What is your all-around? You can kind of just pick out anything you want, whether it's Italy, England, the actual match, the conclusion of the tournament, how you felt about the tournament, whatever you want, man. Go for it. What, what is your uh, kind of just your broad thoughts about the whole thing?
1: I mean, I definitely think it was a great game by any means i didn't really like the fact that sancho and Rashford got put on uh in the extra time injury time this was kind of or not injury time but the yeah extra time it was pretty depressing because they didn't play the whole tournament and then he relied on them to pretty much win the game and this is just it was really hard to see because it's like okay what, what happens next they're just if they make it they're like england's heroes if they don't make it they're not the heroes oh this was really awful um i'm really happy italy one, because, I mean, I really like Italy as well. I live 30 minutes from Italy, so it's coming to Rome, of course. But, uh, yeah, I think I think coaching-wise, it was really just a, a disappointing... Yeah, it was just disappointing. I mean, if you look at the road Italy took to the final, every single game they played basically could have been a final. And the way England came, it was very lackluster. And for them not to come in swinging, just... Yeah, it looked like they were playing four penalties the whole game. And yeah. this was just disappointing. And I mean, they're at London. They should have really, really attacked harder. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm just disappointed.
0: I agree. I mean, I, I, I think that some points we can. We, I'll start with one of your things that you brought up about Sancho and Rashford. That that part, I completely agree with you. I'm not really. I you know the most the most important thing is, I don't like the response that Southgate gave for all that and uh, how he he said he walked around and you know he asked like there was video footage of him walking around asking who wanted to take pens after but it's like we clearly all knew you were going to give Sancho and Rashford one even though you asked them showed on the pitch but you put them in the game for that reason so it was it was very confusing and I don't really believe some of the things and and there's a big difference one of his comments were that you know these are the guys who did the best during training with the PKs and I get that and I'm all for that but you also have to take into account how much have they played? How much have they been involved in the tournament? And then also, how, like, these big moments, who's primed and ready to take that shot? So, for example, you have Raheem Sterling, who scored goals in this tournament, been a huge part of England's team, right? And this man doesn't get a chance to get a PK. Now, I'm just telling you, he's got all sorts of confidence on his side. We're looking at Rashford and Sancho on the off days. So I'm just going to go in on England here because I don't like some of the things I saw towards the end. This is basically what lost them the tournament. They basically fumbled the ball at the last minute. Basically, we were told this whole tournament that Rashford and Sancho weren't going to get minutes over Saka, Raheem Sterling, and Harry Kane because they weren't better. As far as injuries, we have no idea. There wasn't anything that came out in a report, so you can't use that. And if you're going to use that afterwards, it kind of should have been you know told to us up front. And at the last minute in the last game, you decide because they were, did well in training and PKs that you're going to put them on for PKs. I'm sorry. Like, when you don't have a vibe in a sport, in a soccer, and, like, you come on cold like that, you're asking a tall task for
1: yeah, No it's, chance.
0: It's not their fault. Like, like, for example, when Mbappe missed, Mbappe played the whole tournament. So you kind of feel like, oh, man, that sucks. Like, you take some, you win some, you lose some, dude. Like, it's PKs. But for them, it's like I have zero blame. Zero blame on Rashford and Sancho for their misses. It's not their fault. That's all coaching, the way he approached it, what his excuses were for when he lost. I thought it was very weak. And now, you know, we're in a position where he got them to where they were, so I can't – I don't want to, like, dog the whole thing, but we can dog how you performed in the final under the highest pressure. What did you do? And you failed. And you did get one step closer. So in the World Cup, you made the semis, and now you made the final in the Euro – so you are training upwards. So it's not all bad because I don't want to trash too far on Southgate's regime because who am I to say in the last 30 it Deserves years? more. Who in the last, should I say, in the last 30 years? Uh, two things. Has run the England program to do that. He does get some credit for it. He runs the England program well, and he's brought them back from this individual club mentality to all for England mentality finally. And he's got great players uh, around him. And he's done well, but with the players we talked about over and over, you know, you should be performing better. You should have won that game. You probably should have won that game in, or I want to get this into this a little bit too. I want your thoughts about just the opening lineup and how they matched and how they played scared with five in the back. And their approach to the game was we're going to try to get to pens like you, you alluded to in your opening statement. I mean, you have any more thoughts on like exactly that that back line? And they just clearly looked like they weren't ready to attack.
1: No, I definitely think it was a good formation. I guess it was a very recurring trend that Southgate was playing. Let's score one goal early and park the bus, uh, throw it beyond park, and try and wait till the end of the game. And for me, it I mean, it's a representation of British soccer at its finest, and I really
0: what makes Southgate think he can go ninety plus to one hundred and twenty minutes without Italy scoring? Like, I'm sorry, like that's not Italy is not. He wanted to do it. They look Like you said at the beginning, he, on the other side of the bracket, it's like they played a final every way all the way up to. They played Belgium. 100%. They played all these tough games. And you thought that you were going to keep them out of the back of the net. After you scored first Luke Shaw's goal, opening goal, in the first few minutes of the game, and then you thought the rest of the time you were just going to be able to withstand that, I felt like <laughs> once you got that goal, I know it's like counterintuitive to like, oh, let's go offensive now instead of defensive, but it's like you needed to score two or three goals. You needed to, if you hundred percent, hundred percent, and you had the people to do it. You had Foden on the bench, you had Graylish, you had Sancho, you had Rashford, and you bottled it big time as the. Berks I mean, say. bottled it. I want to go
1: off on a small tangent here. Go. I mean, do you think Graylish is better than some of the other players that are sitting on that bench? I mean, he started him or played him so much, and when I see Graylish come on and Graylish come off in the same game. Why did you put him on in the first place? It's just a—it's literally Another a waste of a
0: substitute. It is, I don't a I don't waste understand. of a substitute. I don't understand that either. He, and, and honestly, I would have rather him take a pen over Rashford and Sancho because, in in my opinion, like played said, the whole the se- whole tournament. Yeah, played the whole tournament. He was consistent. He was ready. He probably would have buried a PK because he was in a position to do so. He had confidence. When you don't have confidence and you just throw two guys in there who barely have played, Sancho played like what uh, a half or. 45 minutes of five minutes it
1: was like it wasn't that long yeah so he he played oh sorry Yeah, he played he played played against ukraine the ukraine game
0: what happened in the ukraine game they scored four goals right No. like go figure right we had been screaming the whole tournament for like you know if there was one thing we might do different i kept telling you hey well you know he's winning so we can't really do like we can't say much but now that he lost the final game we can say whatever we want because absolutely now you're talking about we can kind of transitioning to the opening of like the EPL and the Champions League and some of the new teams and teams moving around I think how beautiful of a story is this like obviously Sancho is now going to Manchester United he signed a uh got a transfer and is signing a long-term contract with them and now Rashford and Sancho are going to be on the same team with another up-and-coming uh British star and Mason Greenwood and honestly I hope I'm not a Manchester United fan, but as far as some regards and some success, I hope they win to throw it in the face of Southgate and being like, you're, Absolutely. you're an absolute idiot for, for not pairing these guys together or at least giving them a shot. I understand that there's an issue of you've got tons of talent up top, but you also should take the ready men who've been kind of established in their leagues, Bundesliga and the Premier League, and then you're going to play this kid from Arsenal who's come on the scene, who's it doesn't have. many on, the he, Come on. I can't
1: even. I can't even see him. I think. Mean, look at the stats. I mean, come on. Compare the stats. We did it before. Compare yeah, we, the stats. Yeah,
0: we we did. We looked. Sancho is
1: double his stats. Yeah. literally double. It's oh, it's close. the Bundesliga. It's not better. I mean, I bet.
0: Mean, oh. I mean, even like Rashford and, and Sancho have just faced bigger games more often, and in, in the biggest tournaments like in the world, they've been in those situations. Saka has literally just come on the scene. I didn't understand why he got the nod to play.
1: Not to mention him to take a penalty in the final. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's, and ni- he's nineteen, and he had. I mean, plays. Oh, come on.
0: No, oh, this is this is one of the worst decisions I think he's ever made. He said he put that young kid on the five spot, make or break, which is the same thing that happened to Mbappe. Mbappe. Kane, Kane which it
1: should have been Pogba. It should have been Pogba.
0: Kane should have taken the number five spot. Even if Sokka was going to be a part of it, he should have been two or three. He shouldn't have been part of it at all. But if he was two or three, you go out there, in my opinion, it should have been Rashford, then Sancho, come out swinging. If you're going to put these kids in a position, let them start and let them build off each other quickly. But don't put them, you know, don't let Harry Kane go out there first. Harry Kane should be. He's your most ready striker, Probably has probably gotten the most PKs in his career. English. The most
1: lackluster striker of the tournament. Yeah. Put, put <laughs> him number five.
0: Off. He's got he's got contract issues. We obviously we know that there. Yeah, let's
1: give him let's give him some excuses. It's yeah, let's wrong. give him
0: some excuses. But yeah, it is what it is. And I don't know. I just the whole England vibe at the end. It kind of everything unfolded in front of the team in which I called before the tournament. It was the biggest dark horse in the tournament, which would be Italy. And I just looked at their record and some of the players they had on their team. And I was like, they don't give up goals. And they have won like, before the term was like 23. And now what are they like? 29, 30 wins now being unbeaten. When, when the chemistry is good and everything's cooking and you're rolling into a tournament like that, you, you have to be taken seriously. And I don't think anyone took them seriously. And then that's why they won the tournament. And they played well. They played together as a team. So,
1: but when we sit back and say like you, you we can all agree that Italy won that they like they deserve to win the tournament absolutely without a doubt the best that, team of the tournament
0: yes not even close all right I I'll not, take it not even not even close I mean that's, the, that's it's what that's coming wrong France was my front runner and then it was Italy please be careful and then my takeaway of probably the, I think could be one of the best teams going forward if they fix their defense is Spain and, and the young player in Pedri and I talked about this with uh, Caleb and Nick. Same same sort of deal and in, in feel on the, on the tournament. Spain is going to be a good team to reckon with in the future. Italy won now, and they're probably still going to do well in the World Cup because it's only really a year and a half away. I mean, it's Qatar 2022, which they're going to play in December, which is going to be interesting and fun. And, I mean, you're virtually going to get the same Italian team, I and mean, you're just going to go up against bigger opponents from South America. And it's going to be really fun, really fun to see. So,
1: I think Argentina will be a force to be reckoned with. Sorry, Yeah, I'll Argentina get that in there.
0: will be too, but... We'll, we'll see. Cause they, I don't know. They, I know they won the Copa, which is great, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, so we got to get into just the EPL, the Sarah, uh, some of the transfers that we've seen, um, throughout the beginning of this transfer window. And then as we're approaching quickly into the new year of the 2021, 2022 season. And, um, I mean, the one I go to the first is the biggest changes. This is kind of like the Chelsea of last year. This is Manchester United and today officially signing Vereen and his medical past and all that. The center back position now with Harry Maguire and Vereen and uh, Luke Varane? Shaw. Varane? what well, I don't know. He's French, right? I don't even know the position he plays. Yeah, center back. Um, but the, the defensive pairings back there are really healthy and good. We'll see what it is because chemistry is everything in soccer and we'll see how it works out, but... They look scary good, and they've got a great up front. And Pogba stayed. The rumors have kind of died Lo- down with love him. Love it. Yeah, kind of died it. down with him, and we're gonna kind of see what's going on. And uh, I think that they're they're the most changed team, and they have the potential to be one of the best teams in the league. They came in second last uh, this past year, or so uh, and they improved. So we'll see how it goes moving forward. Uh, Do you think Aguero
1: life. will be better,
0: Sergio Aguero? In, no, do you think
1: uh, no? Do you think Maguire will be better oh, after coming off the Euros? Yeah, yeah I'm curious. I, do you think I, he'll I perform think better? I
0: think so because I think his form was just bad. It was uh, he came off injury from the World Cup and then you know banged up a bit. There's a lot of soccer to be played, and I think he, I think he needed to settle in after leaving Leicester City, and I think a lot of what was going on, um, just in Manchester United in general he got better towards the end of the season i think that's why they came in second place because their defense kind of turned up turned it up a notch so for me and coming off like you know he should i mean he should really come in swinging this year and if he does and here's the thing he's only going to get better because of of a and he's coming in and it makes makes you feel more relaxed like for example when virgil van dyke plays it pretty much the other center back whoever plays with vvd they always play well right so when you have another stable center back you're only going to get better And like Joel Matip back in when they played Champions League in the Champions League final. I mean, he played like out of his mind, like he was some stud center back of the world. And we know he's he's not, but he played like it because he had another center back (laughs) next to him. That was unbelievable. And it makes you relax and feel more comfortable. And that's kind of what they can work off each other. They're both very good center backs and they can probably work really well together. And when you have that understanding of how the position is played, it doesn't matter who you play with as long as. You know you're cool. It's gonna it's gonna heighten your defense and make you better all around. Um, yeah, but we were talking about before. I think Manchester City is still the team to beat. Um, uh, they they continue to win the Premier League and. Uh, they're going into the season. You got to knock them off. I, this is m- my thoughts on this: is that the top six teams are going to give Manchester City a harder time this year. The games are going to be closer. They're going to be more meaningful, more intense, which only means good things for us. It's going to give us better soccer matches between Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs. Depending on their situation and how things progress with Harry Kane and where he goes and all that kind of jazz. But pretty much for me, this is a massive improvement. I'm glad to see it in the Prem. But then also on the other side of it, I'm sad for the Bundesliga losing Sancho, and then maybe Holland. I really hope at this point he he stays in Borussia Dortmund for at least this season, and some other players come up and, because you don't wanna see too much movement in a year. I I think a little bit of movement is all right, but you don't wanna, it seems like the Prem is getting crowded with like top talent, top players. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I would agree, I mean, I was talking to one of my friends today at work about how much money the Premier League has and the reason why it's becoming like an uh, uncontestable league. And I don't know. I, I think it, in a way it's good because we get to see like all the talent, but also it's kind of ruining soccer in a sense that, you know, if Sancho didn't get offered a huge contract at Man United, he would have stayed. And I had, I this is my example because I really like Sancho a lot. He's like my favorite player. Mm-hmm. And if I go down the list of like... The latest transfers. That's how it is. Always is, and it just all the great players going away, going away, going away. And this time it's like all going to the Prem, and the Premier League just gets really good. Which is, I mean, obviously I like good soccer, so it's not a problem. But you know, the other leagues definitely take a hit, which sucks.
0: Yeah, for I'm sure. Honest. I'm a
1: big Bundesliga fan, you know it. So it's like Sancho leaves. It's like okay, I loved watching Sancho just tear it up in the Bundesliga. It was great. Yeah. The and then what? I mean, sister. yeah. Exactly.
0: No, I agree. It's I tough think it's though. I think it's hard stuff it's to it's see. Hard. Uh, yeah, and and I think going into this year I mean we'll see but the good thing is there's always young talent in a lot of those teams whether it be in France or You know Madrid or Barcelona and some of the smaller teams we saw this year in La Liga They they performed very well and um, but now there's talks of Antonio Griezmann actually leaving Barcelona as well because of I don't know you heard the whole tobacco about uh, they can't sign players. Yeah, Leon Messi, so they have to make a roster spot and the biggest one to move and the most enticing player would be Grayman and he wanted to leave or there's been rumors about him leaving anyway. So or Messi. Because yeah, be he able just to didn't he didn't perform. Messi won't be able to play until January. So I mean, they got to make some sort of move because that's a that's a All long right. time to play without a player.
1: No, they also got Memphis to pie, so it's also okay. I mean, they signed a lot of good
0: Yeah, they a lot of good forwards, talent. But, so at the moment, I mean, you're not yeah. going to have Messi just sit on the bench because you signed too many players. Grace, I mean, but I,
1: I also I don't understand. Sorry to cut you off. I don't understand why they signed so many strikers. It, it, Barcelona just makes no sense to me. I'm honest. They signed all these strikers, and it's like, okay, you just filled like 40 roster spots with the same position.
0: Yeah. What now, um, Barcelona and Manchester United back in the early 2000s dominated for years and years. And I feel like what happened to Manchester United about five or six years ago and turning over – Of the torch to other teams, the same thing has happened to Barca right now because Messi's getting older, and I don't think they're ready for the plan. I think they they figure that some of their other talent would pan out the way that they thought, and they could just keep passing the torch. It's not happening, and I talked about this a couple years ago, but the whole vibe of the Prem taking over and Real Madrid and Barcelona is just not that it's not that big lore anymore where they can just be like they get pulled in. And they, they want to play like everyone goes to play either Madrid or Barcelona all the top talent eventually like back in the day you yeah. got you got Beckham and Zidane and and uh, Thierry Henry goes to play with Barcelona all the top players eventually go to play on those two those two clubs and that's just not happening anymore players are going to play Man, literally Pep Guardiola changed Manchester City into one of those teams where they want to go play with them Chelsea is one of those teams granted Chelsea's been good for the last twenty years but same thing players want to go like Caha went straight to Chelsea. Like there was everyone wants to get transferred or signed with them, Manchester United, Liverpool. Look at all that. I mean, that's those are the types of teams that Real used to have. Top players in the world would all go play at Real Madrid, and then farm system team like farm players that were really talented would be at Barcelona. And then every once in a while they'd get a, you know, a player that would want to go and play with them. It's just a very weird time and transition, and we're we're seeing it, and it's uh it's definitely changing Barcelona. I'm sure they don't like it, and this whole fiasco with. Leonel Messi is just hilarious. I've, I've never seen them operate so poorly in the in, in the management office. It's it's uh, quite hilarious. If I'm gonna be honest, quite hilarious. You have any uh, yeah, extra, extra thoughts on that, or you want to move on to our next topic?
1: Oh, we can move on to the next topic. I just think it's deserved from Barcelona. I mean,
0: yeah, I think spend so. so
1: much, yeah, get burned, get burned.
0: All right, cool. So I guess a little fun topic at the end here before you know. We're going to have some more NFL talk, uh, ramping out some probably more podcasts uh, more frequently as we approach the NFL season, and then also the Premier League and any other leagues uh, that we want to talk about. The Olympics are currently going on now. It's kind of a down summertime, not much to dive into, so we're going to do a fun topic here, uh, the new home kits across Europe that came out. We're just going to do a little rank 1 through 10 and just what we think about it and maybe get into an argument about which jersey that we think it looks cool and which one looks terrible. So the teams we have on the board is Juve, Manchester City, Liverpool, Spurs, Borussia Dortmund, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and PSG. Those are our 10, and we're going to rank them top 10. I'm going to post on the uh, Instagram, which I've already done, so you can go on there and take a look at the jerseys and then send which one you think your favorite is. So make sure you're interactive with the uh, the Project Sports Instagram page and then also on the Facebook at Project Sports. Brandon, out of these ten, what what is the first one where you go like? That's the worst one. Is there one that sticks out where you're like, eh, that's the worst? Barcelona, one? Barcelona, hundred percent. Barca's. He doesn't like Barca's. Get okay. him out of there. You, please don't hate me for this. That's not my my tenth spot. Um oh. The Barcelona kit, it's it's got a lot going on. It's got the stripes on it's one side, and it's got like this like Swiss cross near the Nike sign on top. It's very, it is very strange. Uh, my number ten spot's gonna. <laughs> It's going to go to uh, Borussia Dortmund and for one reason and one reason their though,
1: sponsor is it their sponsor
0: It's that big square block in the middle. I just think uh, it makes sense. terrible. I jersey knew this was coming. Terrible. I knew this was coming. Even more so, the jersey actually looks cool. Like I like the jersey, but that big block and it says what does it say? One and one? I don't even know what sponsor yeah. that is. Yeah, one on one. Oh gosh. It just looks terrible. <laughs> this big black box in the middle. But that I would knew be, it was coming. That would be knew my it was 10. I I'm I coming. i, I did not enjoy that one. But I knew it was coming. I'll quickly go to my nine is the Barcelona one. Well we haven't talked about this. This is kind of funny. So my number nine is Barcelona because yeah. I don't understand that one either. Um who who's got the eight spot for you? Or not your nine and eight spot, I guess.
1: I mean, I will have to give it to you, Ventus, because uh they should just, just throw them in trash. Just throw them in the trash. Throw them in the trash. Is it too much yeah, going on? Absolutely. Yeah, it's also... They, it, they might as well just be a referee.
0: He does look like a referee. And it's got the 4 you know? by 4 underneath the Jeep, and it's like that silvery metallic feel. And it like, doesn't look good on a soccer jersey. I'm like, what is this? That looks funny to me, but too. It's,
1: yeah, I mean, it's not so bad, but so we, got, we can't like the enemy.
0: Okay. So is that your that's your, nine, your 9 spot? So who's your, yeah, eight? Who's your absolutely. 8
1: spot? I mean, I would say Tottenham because it's just like they could have just wore a wore a wife Ooh, beater and they're good to go. Okay, so
0: you don't like? it. I like they're clean. These. They're clean. They're
1: clean. They're clean.
0: That's what I. But like. I mean,
1: it's. I mean, come on. What are they? It's the same. They their club does nothing. Their shirt does nothing. You know.
0: I mean. Ah, okay. Okay. So that's your eight spot. My eighth spot is Liverpool. Um, what? You're crazy. That kid is nice. It's a it's a nice kit. I don't like the orange. Wow. I've gone back and forth. I look at this kit and I'm like, I love it. And then I look at the orange thing. I'm like, I just wish that wasn't orange. I don't understand I just the hate red it. with the <laughs> orange. Yeah, the, the orange stripe on it. Love everything. The, the jersey, the placement, the white with the Nike and the Liverpool sign. It looks gorgeous. But I just don't like the orange thing on the side. I'm not, not, not a fan of it. All right, seven spot. Who, who you got for this one? Oh, it's tough.
1: That's tough. I would say Real Madrid. I mean, yeah, I'm going oh, Real Madrid. Be, oh, I, okay. It's also just plain. I mean, it's they've had the same kit for the last twenty years. It feels
0: like I do like the, the the colors are a little bit different, and I like the little orange Adidas on there. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so number seven, the seven spot um, for me, it's gonna be you picked Real Madrid. For me, this is where my Spurs jersey is gonna go. I think it's like it's not too bad. I do like the clean look, but it's definitely not a top top notch jersey. It's a little too plain for me. It's like you said, just like a you know, just a white white shirt pretty much with the symbols on it so it's always tough with the white jerseys i think when it seems with the home home jerseys are white real madrid always does a nice job but i like so that would be my number six spot as real so for you it was uh the other way around but we're yours two slots down so for what's your number six
1: i mean i would say like six five like the liverpool ix it's ix correct ix no it's byron that's byron, byron owned yeah, yeah uh man united they all look very very similar and they all have this i mean i really like this red style i mean it really looks great but all three of them look they look classic yeah they 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 are probably the best the, the in the middle they rule the middle of the table for me i can't decide like which one's better but they're definitely
0: so are you gonna go manchester city first and then those three or and then also you gotta remember psg as well
1: Oh wait! I I didn't say this. I have I still I still have Man City, Borussia Dortmund, and PSG left on the list.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: Keep keep it easy. Keep it easy. So
0: you're just putting you're just lumping those together.
1: Yeah, Yeah. because they're both. I mean, they all look similar, but all look really nice.
0: Okay. So for me, I'm gonna go Bayern Munich and then Man City next. As my what? Oh, my Lanta. So Man City would be my number three. Bayern would be four. And then yeah and then yeah so that's that's what i got so far and then uh for i honestly think that number two is manchester united i like i'm not really i don't know i i just think the way the adidas uh, on the sleeves looks really nice they have the classic symbol right there on that side and the adidas adjacent to it on the opposite side it just looks it's nice and simple it's got the nice clean white look on the trim and it's got the red jersey it just looks really really nice and Honestly, I think one of the biggest reasons why I like it so much is because their jerseys in the past three or four years have really been terrible. And for me, this looks like such a classic look, and it's really enjoyable. The Bayern one for me, it's not too good, but it's also a classic look, so I kind of like it. So that's why I put it in the uh, the four spot. And then Manchester City looks clean. They've also had crazy jerseys in the last couple of years, and I'm I'm kind of you know happy that they have something more clean and basic, and it looks good on the players. See multiple photos for it, so. So what's your what's your top ranking here for these these last clubs?
1: So my last clubs, obviously, were Man City, PSG, and Borussia Dortmund. Okay. So number three is going to be Borussia Dortmund. Of course, um, I despise Bayern Munich, and they should um, never <laughs> want a title ever again. So Borussia Dortmund is definitely in front of them. Let's just make this uh, very clear statement, okay?
0: So you're not even making but- a decision based on the kit look. You're just... Because you're. Oh, no.
1: This is a clear. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, uh, my arch rival. It's but it's, a, I still it's think like the kid looks a, nice.
0: There's a big I, block inside, you know, between you and Byron and, and Borussia Dortmund. Correct. It's a big block Basically. in the middle I mean, of the jersey. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, I, I the only reason why I give Borussia Dortmund number three is because I don't like Opal cars and Opal's on the sleeve. I don't really like the sponsor, but I'll take it. For yeah. American listeners, it's just GMC, not a big deal. But still, I just don't like
0: Opal, so I'm going to put him number three. Okay.
1: But for the best jersey, I'm taking PSG any day of the week. Yeah.
0: That's my top one. To any see. day of so any got, day of the week. You got City at number two. PSG is number one. It works out. I think that's perfect because I, let's let's be honest here. PSG has Michael Jordan sponsoring yeah. the team, and he's got Nike. In the last thirty years, has made. The, the most sellable brand on planet earth. And now he's sporting PSG and every year they come out with something really good. And I think once again, that just looks really nice and clean. You got the, the black naked symbol, all white Jersey. Like I said, it's very tough, but then they have the black symbol of the, the Paris St. Germain and it just looks so clean. So good. It's got the, the black line and then the, the the pink, like it's just so strange, but it's works out so perfectly. It's really good. You can check it out on the Instagram as well. I, that's it's my number one spot. Up there, and obviously for Brandon it is too. It's a nice clean jersey. Man City's, like I said before, it's a nice jersey. It's good to see them kind of do a little throwback. I don't know if you know on the back of the jersey. I think, we, I, think I posted this to you when it first came out. It's got the, the time hack of Sergio Guerrero's game-winning goal for the Premier League, ninety three twenty or something, on, on the inside of the back of the Manchester City jersey. So it's a tribute to that season. So I thought that's why it kind of looks like that year's jersey as well, but just more sleeker, more cut, uh, more modern. But I thought that was pretty dope, and having Sergio Aguero leave and go to another team and like tributing to him as he goes, he was such a big part of the club, and he'll always be like a an absolute legend for that franchise. You know, moving on to that, there always will be a top six now. Like Manchester City wasn't in that conversation twenty years ago, and now forever they probably will be. So,
1: I just want to say one thing about Manchester City's kit is a couple years back they had a orange stripe with a purple. Um, kit. And so I'm yeah. glad they're not crossing guards anymore. That's what I got to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't like when players, I mean, jerseys go too color color crazy. And that's why I kind of like the Liverpool is down lower for me. It's a nice jersey, but I don't like the orange. It doesn't even make any sense for me. But yeah, I guess this wraps this up. I guess uh, we'll see you next time on Project Sports. Thanks for listening to the show. You go on Facebook, uh, Instagram. You got the Project Sports on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to two podcasts I'll be there and um, we're gonna talk NFL soon coming up that'll be kind of exciting kind of fun probably do some fantasy draft stuff shortly I'll have some people who are wanting to come on the show who have never been on the show wanting to do stuff like that so that'd be kind of cool thanks Brandon for coming on the show I appreciate it man
1: anytime time, yeah. of course when time permits I mean I live in Europe so
0: yeah it is what it keep is keep it easy keep keep you know, it easy keep I gotta it get easy. you on with the other, the other guys we can all talk footy because it would just be it would be an absolute blast and hopefully someone gets an argument and I'll have fun As usual. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Take care, guys.